got a goddamn camera on in your face. An Omega beam melting your brain. An optic blast bursting from your eyes. Crisis. Crisis. It's time for a crisis, crisis. to end all podcasts. Welcome to Crisis on Infinite Podcast, episode number 52. My name is Kevin Knight. I run the website eGeekPlay.com. And for the first time ever on Crisis on Infinite Podcasts, welcome our kind of new co-host, temporary co-host, who knows, filling in co-host. Anything could happen. Exactly. Michael. Now, how the hell do you say your last name, Michael? Because I keep fucking it up. I don't think you fu- Well, give it a shot. Let me say. Regosta, right? Dude, oh my god, that's so spot on. Really? Everybody always, everybody always says Ragosta or Ragosto. Okay, well, Michael Ragosta. Now, you're probably wondering who the fuck is this guy and why is who he here? Who the fuck am I? Where is George? Well, okay, so George is off on tour. I think he's in like Russia or fucking like New Delhi or something weird like that out on tour. Stick to your guns record is just blown up and the guy cannot get off of a, a tour. So it makes it really hard to do this podcast. Jamie and I started another podcast that you should be listening to called uh, War Report where we're breaking down um, – the Secret Wars stuff. By Which, it, by the way, I, I really enjoy, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. So that left Crisis kind of in a lurch. Like, Jamie couldn't handle doing another podcast. George can't devote the time right now because he's too busy. And now, Michael, I interviewed for uh, the Eek Geek Play podcast a couple weeks ago because I fell in love with his band called This Good Robot. Um, so you should go back and listen to uh, the last episode of the Geek Play podcast because we really get into what Michael does. Michael's in a, the front man for a band called This Good Robot and happens to just be a humongous comic book geek. Yeah, and also I'm the busiest guy in the world, so the fact that I'm like, yeah, I'll totally do this podcast with you, it's just I'm I'm the worst. So uh so yeah, um I figured, hey, let's 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 bring in Michael as just one more person to uh to add to the Crisis family and uh you know, we'll we'll rotate around and stuff, but for now, Michael, you're in the hot seat. You are I'm, the new co-host. I'm super excited to be here. Awesome. Um so just just to give listeners a little bit of backstory, you are what side of where, where do you follow comic books? Marvel, DC, indie guy, what what where do you fall? I read all comics. I keep it very very positive. I'm like I'm I love bad comics, I love good comics, I love all comics. Um growing up, I always thought that I guess I was a, a DC guy, I guess, but really I was reading stuff like Madman and stuff that my older sister was giving me, Vertigo stuff. And um, so I'm all over the place. But I guess now I'm, I prefer all of the great indie stuff that we're getting from everywhere. And then I still am following everything at DC and Marvel uh, as much as I can. Gotcha. Um, but I re- I'm reading like 30 books a week about. Jesus Christ, that's more than I do. Well, I, well hey, man. You gotta you gotta step it up. I don't know. You do a podcast. I, I, I mean, come on. You I talk just, about comics. My biggest thing is just finding the time to read everything. You know. Well, speaking of which, you just went to Italy and you told me that you caught up on a ton oh, of comics. God. Yeah, I did. See, that was the nice thing is I, I just loaded up the iPad full of stuff that it's like, okay, I'm just gonna sit down and and read the stuff. And that's again another good. Thank you for pointing that out. That's another reason why we haven't had a uh, podcast in a while. Is I decided to go to Italy uh, on this other job that I do besides doing the website and um i did have a lot of downtime i let's see i read um mind management which nice. i'd only read for a couple issues um and god damn it's amazing 
Um, I really can't is. wait to finish it. Uh, it geez. really is so good. Uh, I read The Sculptor, which oh, I'm halfway through that and I love it. Oh, I absolutely so love it. Good. I read, dude. It's one of those things that like like you just need to sit down and read the whole thing. Although I I literally read it in two sittings. I know. I um, got to do that. It is beautiful, and I just absolutely love. Uh, Scott McCloud's artwork is just incredible, and I, I grew up on Scott McCloud, like like Zot, the the color series that from Eclipse from the eighties yeah. is just it's one of my favorite comic books, um, and even the black and white series that he did afterwards. But I've just I've been a Scott McCloud fan for years, and just to watch him evolve um, into this just amazing storyteller. Um, well, this this is my first uh, time experiencing any of his stuff, and good. I got about to like page thirty, and I was looking him up so that I could contact him about buying original art. Like, <laughs> I just I just love it so much. Um, uh, it's such I a good would, book. I would go back and so there's he did a book called Zot um, Z O T, and it's incredible. I think personally, knowing your taste, I think you would love it. It's very much, it. um, it's, it's very much a kind of like an Astro boy kind of book, very sci-fi teenage romance as well. And See, this is why I need to do a weekly comic book podcast with people who, who read comic books so that I can find <laughs> more stuff. Cause Zot, right now Zot will blow your mind. The black. So it was a color series and they did a black and white series later. Uh, the black and white stuff has been reprinted, but the color stuff is near impossible to find. And, um, I don't know why. Uh, he also did one of the first. He did a um, a web version of it, which was one of the first web comics. And then he did. He also did the Bible of understanding comics. I um, knew that. Yeah, I knew that one. So the guy is incredible. He's incredible. Um, we're, he might actually be on uh, the podcast soon. Not going to spoil nice. anything. So I read that. Um, God, what else? Did I, uh, Danger Club. Um, the the image book that I've been right. meaning to read for a really long time, which is just beautiful. I um, was reading that I fell off of it, and then there was that big hiatus, and yeah. I, just, I I never got back in. Two year hiatus, no big deal. It um, happens. Yeah. Uh, God, what else did I read? I I love that you're you're exactly like me, where we gauge how successful our vacations were or how relaxing our vacations were based on how many comics we got through. Exactly. Exactly. I, I asked you how your trip was to Italy, and you were like, "Dude, I read so many comics; it was so great." It, it and and that was the thing is like like I. Anytime I, I, I'm on a train, plane, you know, a place where it's like I know I'm going to be in for a long time. And the best part is being able to oh, a, catch up on stuff and be like, like, OK, I've been meaning to sit down and read this series that, you know, so I'll save up stuff that, you know, trades or whatever. And, and it's just guilt free reading. Through it. Oh, God. Yeah. Guilt free um, reading is the best. You know, oh, God. What else did I read? I, I mean, you said I just, letter forty-four. I did. I caught up on letter forty-four. That's one of my favorite things right now. It's a fucked up, amazing book, man. He he's just you know it's amazing. You you sometimes I open that book and I see how much dialogue's on the page and I'm just like oh oh my god. Yeah. And then I you start reading and it flows just so beautifully that you never feel like you're reading something heavy, even though at times like I mean it's it's political heavy stuff with aliens and all kinds of stuff, but it's it doesn't. It never feels heavy. It never feels like you're like you're working when you're reading that book. It, it it's weird though because it, it's like, it, I feel like it's it's been what two years now that the book's in and it still hasn't really like gotten to the meat of it yet. So are you totally like, caught up? Um, I think so. Well, like, yeah. See, like, I I actually I tweeted at him uh, Charles Sewell a couple weeks ago after one of the last issues, and I was 
just like, dude, I just can't handle how crazy this book is. And and he just wrote back with, you haven't seen anything yet. Like, you, like we are just getting started. So I don't think that we are even into what this, the, the big story is going to be about yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that, God, I, there was so much stuff that I read. Um, but anyway, the nice thing is I come back and Marvel decides to drop some bombs. Yeah, man. <laughs> We're we're, sure we're we're three issues into Secret Wars, and obviously, the way things work in in retail is everything is solicited three months out. So we're three months into Secret Wars. Three months later from now, the series will be wrapping up, and they've got to start selling what's going to come in afterwards. It's so, the only thing that kind of sucks about our hobby sometimes. Exactly. Exactly. So, and I try to stay away from that stuff, but now I'm on this podcast. I don't know if you've heard of it. <laughs> so I kind of we're gonna talk about it. Um. Yeah. So <laughs> so we we it, it does kind of kill that luxury. Like like you, you we still don't know how Secret Wars is gonna end, but we know that that the ending is going to somehow impact a lot of things that are going on in the in the Marvel U. Um, Which. I'm sorry to interrupt, but if you think about it, whenever we have one of these events, they always say it's going to change everything forever, you know, and whatever, sometimes, I guess. But it seems like they're really, really trying to do that this time. Um, I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens. Well, but go 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 ahead and read, read do your thing. So sorry. what we what basically <laughs> uh, they 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 started to send out these teasers because we know these books are going to be solicited in in the next couple months, right? So mm-hmm. to get ahead of it, they're like, okay, this is what we're going to do. Um, and Axel Alonso kind of threw it out there through um, IGN and Newsweek and uh, and Mashable that we're going to see a new Hulk. Wolverine's going to be back. There's going to be both Spider-Mans, uh, Miles Morales and uh, Peter Parker. I missed the bit about Wolverine being back. I did not. Uh, I did not see that when I read this over. Well, um, where it's it's not only is it Wolverine. There's going to be a female Wolverine. They they put up these two graphics that have kind of like it's almost it, they're calling it the all new, all different Marvel. Um, and we got a little peek at this in the um, free comic book day with the all new, all different Avengers, which mm-hmm. supposedly takes place after uh, Secret Wars. So we got a little bit of a look at this. Um, so with these these little previews that they put out, we got uh, a look at what's going on, um, and it's just characters. All it is is a bunch of characters, and it says Marvel. So we get uh, Iron Man in a new co- a new suit. Um, obviously, the the two new Sp- you know two Spider Man, um, Spider Gwen or Spider Woman uh, is. I guess they're bringing her in the six one six. I think right, a, I right, think, and I of course I think that 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 think that's kind of had idea. to happen. I think it's no, a bad but idea though. Real, see, no, whether it's a good idea or a bad idea, it from Marvel's point of view, it had to happen. Yeah, they had. To. Let me also point out that we don't know that it's going to be six one six, do we? Yeah, I think it's it's. I think I mean my my thing is is I think we're gonna continue with what's going on in 616 we're just gonna have a new expanded version of it and they're gonna take bits and pieces from what's happening in battle world we can talk about all this stuff later and you can follow uh um war report where we're gonna talk very much about that this week um but uh i i think we're we're getting an expanded version of 616 and it's gonna be one straight timeline and there's not gonna be any more alternate realities um, hence the reason why Spider Gwen is going to be in the six one six. 
Right. That's um, just are you, my opinion. When I'm looking at the second photo, it, it's a little more interesting than this first one. Um, did you see what Wolverine? I mean, it's Old Man Logan. Yes. So and, that, um, which is which is a, the part of the battle world and was very much part of the, uh, you know, Secret Wars tie-in last week. Um, so I think yeah, we're gonna we're we're getting Wolverine back in in six one six, but it's gonna be this version. The uh, female Wolverine looks like X twenty three. Yeah, um, um, we got Star Doom, Star Lord. Uh, Doom Medusa. is a cage fight fighter now. Yeah, I don't know what. So somebody said that that's Karnak. Yeah, um, which which is uh, I'm not really sure. <laughs> and Super and, Patriot and he, showed up from the from from uh, Rising Stars. Uh, <laughs> that's Citizen V. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> from the, that's the the Baron Zemo from Thunderbolts. Uh, okay. Uh, the the Thunderbolts from the the mid '90s, uh, early 2000s, where it was the super the super villains that become superheroes. Um, now the the other interesting thing is uh, Thing is going to be part of um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. We see Thing in, in in a Guardians of the Galaxy uniform, um, which is really funny because it's like Marvel kind of giving you the uh, kind of a big fu to all the people who are saying that that they're going to stop doing Fantastic Four. Um, because Sony has the licensing and they don't want to give the, you know, any more money to Sony for right. The and and I, I think we could talk about more of that when we get to secret wars too, because yeah. that's an interesting point that but, how, how, how heavy hitters, you know, but to take, to take thing and put him in guardians of the galaxy, which is, you know, become a very popular book is, I think it's kind of like Marvel going, you know, fuck you. We're going to, we're, we're, we're making this, you know, the fantastic four still relevant. It's just, we're going to make it. So you actually pay attention because basically they cancel, they keep canceling the book because nobody reads right. it. Right. Uh, so we, the other thing we get is, um, spectrum, uh, up in the corner is, you know, she's from the squadron Supreme, uh, the the J. Michael Straczynski series from a while ago. Rocket Raccoon, obviously, in a new costume. Hyperion. Giving the, giving the finger. Yep. Hyperion from uh, the Avengers. Nothing new with him. A new Daredevil suit. Uh, yeah. Which what do you think of it? I'm not crazy about it. I don't see what the change is for. You know, why? Um, well, are are we going to... Is he getting his secret identity back, do you think? I, I think maybe that, that would happen. Um, maybe. I don't know. Um, I hope not. I love, but you know, we're, this is also the end of the Mark Wade, you know, Chris Omni run. So anything's possible. Um, right. It's all, it's so weird when we have those stragglers, those series that are still coming out and yeah. still wrapping up, like amidst all of this. Yeah. Yeah. It, Cause it happens. So the, the other big thing that they announced uh, out of all this, uh, it, it, also in this graphic, we, we've got uh, Dr. Strange holding a battle ax. Um, <laughs> And nice. then, uh, you know, back to the other graphic real quick. We didn't talk about it. It's got vision, female, female Thor, Ant-Man, of course, uh, Ms. Marvel, who's becoming a huge character for, she's for, the best. Yeah. And then uh, the other big surprising one though, was red wolf. Uh, red wolf is actually a classic old, um, uh, he's from their old, uh, you know, two gun tales stories, you, you know, from, from the sixties era, fifties and sixties era Marvel. Um, now this is supposed to be coming out of a character that's coming out of the, uh, 1872 series that, uh, that, that they're doing. Right. So I think what's going to happen is when secret wars ends, you're going to have a bunch of characters that just 
fall out of the timeline, come into regular continuity, and they're going to figure it out. Now, the other interesting thing, though, that they hadn't said what's going to happen post-Secret uh, Wars is that all of these books are going to start back at number one. Right, which, by the way, um, Amazing Spider-Man having just done that, it's just like, oh, come on. Well, okay, my, one of my philosophies, though, has been now if you have if you've noticed they've been doing uh like say um she hulk spider woman okay yeah take for is a good example 12 issues done right oh and i i'm fine with that and i i don't i have no problem with that but like i think that they're they're in the middle of telling a story right now with amazing spider-man and a, a lot of these books are right in the middle of telling a story that i'm enjoying i think and gonna i'm ra- i think they're gonna wrap those up I hope so. Yeah, I don't know. There's there's no reason to just just end these. You know, we're talking this is this is six months, six to eight months down the line. So they're going to they're I'm sure they have plans to, to wrap all this stuff up and launch new number ones. Well, but, it'll be interesting to see exactly how bold it really is. Yeah. Um, as far as I mean, like because they have books right now that are working like Miss Marvel, like Miss Marvel. It, it works. It's great. It's accessible. You can give it to anybody and it's just wonderful. Any age group and they're going to appreciate it. Um, any sex, they're going to appreciate it. And it's I, I want more of that, you know, like which, I'm, uh, which I'm is not ready for and, that. And they have they have that uh, the book coming up. It's the end. Where right. you know it's it's all the stuff that's happening up to Secret Wars. It come you know basically I think what's going to happen is Secret Wars ends, and then it just picks up where that book ended after you know pre Secret Wars. Well, I'm and, hoping and how that things all are these... and kind of, they'll, they'll see the thing is like like compared to fifty new fifty because people are calling this Marvel's new fifty two. By the way, do you think that they they definitely had that conversation where they were like, guys, what do you say? Should we should we just launch it as fifty two titles? Come on, come on, what do you think? <laughs> because they're and, saying that there's fifty five to sixty I know, titles how did, coming. How out. do they do that without having that conversation? Come oh, on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so are we, are we going to call this the new Marvel sixty? Um, so the the interesting thing though is that they're going they're basically uh, they're taking all these new talents and saying, okay, here. You know, Brian Bendis, Jason Aaron, G. Willow Wilson, Mark Wade, Dan Slott, all these guys say, here, go for it. Do what you want to do. We already know that we're getting a, a, a Drax series from from CM Punk and Nicole Perlman's doing a, a Gamora series. But there's going to be so much more stuff. Brian Bendis, the big rumor is that he's going to announce um, a, a, uh, a, a new series because he hasn't said what he's doing uh, post Secret Wars, but he keeps right. saying that it's going to be huge. Um, he supposedly, um, your big New York comic convention this weekend, um, he's going to announce what he's doing. There's two panels that he's on and one of them is going to be his announcement. Um, so yeah, I mean, they're, they're basically have just said, this is going to be such a big deal. Uh, and, and it's, you know, a lot more of like what has happened with, uh, Thor where people are getting up in arms, but really getting an excitement about a character that that you haven't really cared about in a long time. Oh, you racist, sexist <laughs> internet, you! But the thing is, female <laughs> Thor worked. It's it was so a good, great and it's all book. part of it's all part of 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 
a big story. Exactly. And nothing nothing's ever started over in that book. It is one continuous thing and it's one big thought. And, and um I and don't know. And that's what I think what Marvel's doing with this whole thing is they're not they're they're just going to like tweak some things that have been broken in the Marvel U for a while. Right. Um you know, the fact that there's like 9,000 different time streams just going all over the place. And, right. you know, it's like with with all new X-Men having all the X-Men from the past and the future, you know, it's just it's getting really convoluted. And I think they're like, OK, look, we need to start reaching out to younger audience. We know that this is working with Ms. Marvel and stuff. We need more books like that. So what exactly, we're going to do exactly is just compound all of this into something right. and make but still keep our core reader audience by doing stuff like a female Thor and really changing things up. You know, Daredevil is a book that is definitely been so amazing and changing things that started a lot of this change that, mm -hmm. that we're seeing, you know, same thing with She-Hulk, same thing with Ms. Marvel, you know, and I think it's there. They've gone, okay, you know what? We're going to do that for everything, you know? And, right. and it's, to me, it's exciting. I'm so excited about all this stuff. Being in being in continuity and out of continuity at the same time, it takes talent, and they seem to be doing that really well. Where it just it doesn't matter. Let's just tell fun stories. Let's they'll run for as long as we we need them to run, and it's okay if a series. Not all series have to go sixty issues. Like we can, we well, can it, tell twelve exactly. issue and, and that's, arc, and that's the nice part is they're they're going okay. We'll just do volumes, just like a yeah. magazine. A magazine well, goes twelve issues, and then it's another volume. They don't sit there and go, "This is the six hundredth issue of Vogue." It's like, no, this is volume thirty-five of Vogue. You know, year nineteen, whatever. You know, so well, I, what I what I do hope, and what it seems like they're doing, I hope that everything is going to be very accessible on its own, and that it will bring more readers into the comic shops and all that stuff. Um, the one thing, and you did you did start, um, you didn't get to Charles Sewell and Jeff Lemire, which is what I I think I am most excited about. Like these, this list of creators, like there's not well, one person on this list where I'm going. Oh, I, it's like like usually when I'm when I'm picking up my books, I get most excited by the creators on the books. Oh, yeah. Before I get excited about what the book is, it's the creators first for me. And I'm looking at this list, and I'm like, all right, but these are all the creators that I buy without having to look at a book. Like I'm I'm gonna buy the Mark Wade book, I'm gonna buy the Charles Sewell book, I'm gonna buy the Jeff Lemire book without looking at it. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, well, how is this gonna work to my wallet? Fifty five titles, fifty five to sixty titles, Marvel. That's yeah. What are we doing here? It's it's gonna hurt for sure. All new, all different, all broke. Marvel, mm -hmm. you. Um, have, have you been reading Lemire's uh, Hawkeye? Yeah, I love it. So and good. honestly, I like it so much more than I than than Fractions. I was reading Fractions, and I I like it. Um, I don't know we, if we gotta we gotta cut this off. We gotta move on. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay sorry, yeah, because anyway. you're gonna get me off on a whole nother time. There, there's you're, one because there's one other thing that I really want to talk about with this. Because they leaked even more, even more little little spoilers, whatever about this this all new uh, Marvel, all new all different Marvel, is they're gonna bring Hulk back in a big huge way. Um, now Hulk has been. Have you been reading Hulk? Um, I I was reading the Smart Hulk for a little bit and then I fell off. To be honest, oh, so good, right? It, it ended so well. I mean, so so well. Uh, Wade's run was fantastic, and I'm like, how are you gonna how are you gonna top this? Jerry Duggan is now my new favorite writer. Really? Um, 
It, I was digging it too. I only I I just fell off because like I think I missed an issue and then I was like, oh no, and the, you know what? Those things happen. So Axel went on <laughs> to go to to say that uh, you know that they're gonna bring they're gonna just do some big changes with Hulk, and that they're gonna bring in a bigger, just crazier Hulk, and people are like saying, okay, well it's gonna be She Hulk. You know, they're actually gonna make She Hulk kind of step into the role because the way the last issue of Hulk leads off. Basically, Bruce Banner's dying, and so is the Hulk. So, or mm-hmm. or Doc Green, um, and it ends off really well. I think <clears throat> people need to go back and really read that series because I think there's going to be a lot of things that are going to happen in the upcoming six one six stuff mm-hmm. that is going to change things. There's, I mean, a, is it is it a little bit too predictable for it to be just no. to be Jennifer Walters? I mean, like well, that's the whole thing. They're saying that it's not going to be general because okay, Axel keeps referring to Hulk as the he in this this story. Uh-huh. But more importantly, there is a rumor going around that it's going to be Ultimate Reed Richards that takes on the Hulk responsibility. Neat. Fucking great idea. Neat. Like I I I love stuff like that. I'm fine with yeah, all that kind of stuff. I, I, was um, talking to some, I think some... I think just make making Hulk a woman now isn't isn't the move, especially when that was the go to move for a little bit. Um, I mean, I think the fact that, you know, we're, we're seeing these, you know, one of the, the effects of Secret Wars is going to be the merging of the Ultimate Universe and, mm-hmm. and the 616 Universe. And you've got to keep more than just Miles Morales. And that that's what they've said is like, look, it, this isn't just us bringing Miles Morales into 616. Which it would be worth it, by the way. And But I, one, one more thing about the Miles Morales thing that kind of sucks is without Genki, I don't know how much I care about Miles Morales. Like without Miles Morales's family and social life. Oh yeah. I don't know that I care about Miles Morales. Like that's the stuff that I like in that book. It's not the Spider-Man stuff. It's you know, the family and friends. I I, um, I think I think that part of that will will show up. Honestly. I hope so. I really hope yeah, so. Yeah, I agree with you. You can't really do Miles Morales without but that that's I'm the sure thing. they like, know that. Like this is going to this is the thing is is they're they're aware of all these things, I think. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um so we're going to get this new Hulk. And uh, I'm really excited about that. And the fact that it's like, it's going to be this crazy, you know, if it ends up being ultimate Reed Richards, such a great idea. Well, I hope that I hope that they can keep a lid on it and we can find out organically as readers and not as, you know what I mean? Like, Hey, they did a great job keeping the lid on, on, on uh, female Thor. That that, That totally threw me for a loop. I wasn't expecting it to be, who it was really you didn't see that coming uh-uh. i was that uh-uh. was i was i was rooting for that since since issue one i called that and every and then they had that red herring issue where they kind of threw you off and i was like no it's still her it's still her i was i was i was happy with myself i was pretty proud of myself on that one okay really quick <laughs> let's let's uh wrap this up on on comic book news just one real real quick thing we we haven't talked about the whole Archie Jughead, the, you know, uh, controversy about Archie going and trying to do Kickstarter stuff. Anyways, go read about that somewhere else. But the thing that that did come out of it that I'm really excited about is Chip Zdarsky is doing a Jughead series. Yeah, man, it's like somebody just said, like, what if? But what if we? Okay, we have Archie comics. What if we made them like good and exactly. like cool? I didn't and, like, give you know, a shit. Like, like, I didn't give a shit about Dar- about uh, Archie like what, six months what, ago. What if they were like, you know, like, what if people gave a shit about Archie comics? Like, what if, what if people actually enjoyed reading them? And, uh, here's, now, here's, I, a, here's a great idea. Let's have Mark Wade and Fiona Staples do <laughs> Archie. 
You think that would sell some issues? Fuck yes. <laughs> no, the, what is weird though is that is is and nothing against what they were doing before because honestly, I've heard really good things about what they were doing in Archie and when they were doing the the two different universes and stuff. I've actually heard that it's, it's really good. worth yeah, reading. Yeah, 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 it is. I just never, I just it never, it never seemed like something that I needed to get into. My stack was always too big to be adding Archie comics into it. I, I mean, I went back and read Life with Archie when they killed him and stuff like that. And I read, read, I read the that subsequent stuff and it wasn't bad, but you know, Archie has never been my forte. No. Um, but after Life with Archie is one of my favorite comic books ever. Great. Like it's, it's fantastic. Really, really it's in my top 10 of like, Frankville is just so, 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 so good. It, it's such a great story. It's such a unique idea. And it's like, okay, so now it, they were smart. They went, okay, well, we've hooked all these people with, with Afterlife with Archie. Let's just go through and reboot. It might not stick forever. I'm sure they'll, they'll, they'll still make, you know, the original Archie style stuff. But the fact that they're, they're pushing it forward and going like, look, we're going to get some top talent, but bringing in Chip Zdarsky to do a Jughead series with they, and they finally announced that Erica Henderson who does Squirrel Girl, over I mean, Marvel, she's going to be the artist on it. It's just it makes a lot of sense. Such a great combination. Um, I'm really excited it, about that. Put it on your I kind of, now. I kind of like the idea of Chip Zdarsky going to him to be like, "No, I shot, I shot a Jughead. I shot it. No, I got it. It's yeah. mine." Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's just it just makes so much sense. It's perfect. Yeah. That's going to be good. So, all right, that's it for comic book stuff. Put a pin in that one. We're done. Let's move on to some. Uh, what do we got here? Some TV news. Sure. Um, did you watch Daredevil? Have you made it through I sure, yet? I sure did. How amazing was it? I thought it was great. So fucking um, good. It's it's. It, I was I was very shocked with how um, how violent it was because I know that kids are going to seek out Daredevil. That's just going to happen. That's going to be a thing. Yeah. Um. So I was shocked that, uh, about that, but it. We, I thought it was very much so for adults, and I thought it, I thought it was great television. It was just it was just wonderful TV. I wanted a little more courtroom drama, but I hope that we get more of that next season. Yeah, and well, and that's the whole thing is they, you know, it got picked up for season two. They they actually went into this thinking that they were going to do one season. That's it. And you know, obviously, it did like phenomenal. It got it got picked up for a second season the week you know it launched. Maybe even well, the now, first day. Um, but in Can that, I ask you something about that, yeah, by yeah, the way? Yeah, sure. Um, so they're getting a second season, and that'll launch when? You have AKA Jessica Jones, which is the next one, which I believe doesn't air till next year. Um, and the whole run up until The Defenders is supposed to be 2017. Now, I don't know if season two is going to start after Defenders. I don't imagine it because they're saying that no, this is going right? into production in July. So, right. Um, so if they're going to have some of these running simultaneously like that, like, I mean, that is, that is, first of all, it's, it's great that we're getting all this content, but that's a lot to ask of, uh, of a viewer who's going to be like, if you, if it all is going to tie in the way that, that hopefully it's supposed to, you know, that's a lot. It, bring it on. <laughs> I I'll take it all. I, I know. Me too. And, and I now, know. now that they're saying that, let's uh, complain about more content. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, and we already, it's like, okay, so we didn't get bullseye in, in the first season, which is great. Well, rumors going around this week that Jason Statham is in talks to play bullseye for season two. I think he looks the part. What do you, what think do you think about it? Fucking perfect. You know, yeah. um, I'm not a huge Jason Statham fan, but well, see, but I love those old, uh, what was it? The, um, the transporter. 
No, not the transporter. Um, crank. Lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. Oh yeah, and, uh, yeah. Cr- crank was good. Crank two was. Awesome. I never, I never saw any of those. I, I only saw the those first two, the the lock, stock, and two smoking barrels, and the what was the other one? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just so good. It was Brad Pitt. Snatch. Oh, snatch. snatch. So yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's yeah, so yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I think he's perfect. He's a perfect casting for this. Um, I mean, just bring it on, please. Yeah. Please. Even a bit on the nose, even like yeah. if yeah, that's there's nothing. Uh, that's not shocking at all. Um, and you know, Hey, it, it's one of those things that, you know, even if, if, if it's just an idea right now, I'll take it. Cause you, you can't do daredevil without bullseye. Um, right. And you know, there's people saying, Oh, oh no, they don't need to bring him until season three. And it's like, nah, that's, that's too long. Yeah. By season three, he should be in the well, Iron Maiden. That is, that is one thing that's also very um, clear is that they're not about standing still. They're 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 keeping things moving. Okay. Like I, I was actually kind of upset with some of the deaths that happened in season one because I was like, well, wait, no, we haven't even seen what they can do yet. Well, you know? Yeah. Oh, I mean, killing, <laughs> sorry guys, spoilers. We're gonna spoilers. Uh, killing off Ben Yurik was the biggest mistake that they made, and I think they even know that. Um, yeah. Because and again, that just shows that they scene, had though. no idea that they were gonna get picked up for season two. They weren't even planning on it. Um, there's a fantastic uh, podcast of uh, Fat Man on Batman with uh, Quesada and uh, Kevin Smith talking about the creation and you know of um, uh, of Daredevil, you know just how much heart and soul just went into that series and you know just just how they just bleeded Daredevil for this and it's it's a fantastic listen. Yeah. So, um, um, the only thing I think I wasn't super excited about was the costume in the end, but I think it'll grow on me. It'll grow on I you. It's just you got used to the black and white one or the black one at first because you're just like, oh, you know, this is y- you have, you know, 12 episodes to get used to it. Right. Um, so, I mean, you know, when you re- when you're a comic book reader, you want it to be slick and you want it to look like your comics and almost like. And then, but you know it's a guy in a suit, and you know sometimes it's just gonna yeah. be a guy in a suit. We can go on for this for hours. <laughs> but continuing on Marvel TV stuff, there's uh, Latino Review has actually. Um, I, well, I, I take this back. It's actually uh, a former Latino Review writer started a new website called Holly, uh, Heroic Hollywood, and uh, he starts talking about the Phase Two for Netflix and everything else. And there's also there's there's a lot of rumors going around that we're going to see Blade, Punisher, and Ghost Rider uh, in the the next round of Marvel uh, TV shows. And top of that, we're going to get uh, Cloak and Dagger and uh, Ms. Marvel um, TV shows. That's a lot of TV shows, right? Uh, do you want to run down this list and talk about what we're excited about? If if I mean any of this actually comes to fruition, yeah, sure, sure. Um, I, cause I'm going to be honest. Uh, I think the real, the only one that's really got me excited would be a Miss Marvel TV show. Um, Punisher would be amazing. And it would t- be, it would probably be amazing and I would probably watch it because it would probably be in the vein of this, what this daredevil series was. And, um, I just, I don't, I don't care too much about those characters. Um, okay. Have you read Greg Rucka's run on daredevil or on uh, Punisher? No, I really only did okay. uh, the okay. Ennis run, and I liked it a lot. I loved the Ennis stuff. Forget um, about the Ennis run. Just you've got to forget it. Go back and read uh, Greg Rucka's run. Yeah, because everybody keeps I could me that. I, I will because I love Greg Rucka, and I will. I really I, I will. could care less about the Punisher. Not my favorite character. Mm-hmm. After that, 
after reading Rekka's run, I was like, holy shit, this is the best thing ever. And then with the subsequent uh, series where he moves to L.A. Uh, yeah. By. Um, what was that Edmondson? Yes. By Edmondson. Fantastic. It just ended. It's so the, the way he ended it was so good. Um, t- completely on board with it because they finally they finally like put him into this like I'm not this just crazy vigilante who's who's killing people. They've given him a purpose and a reason. Um, and I just I love it. It's so good. And I, if I'm sure that it, it would be th- good. Yeah, I'm I, sure that it would translate great for TV, to be honest, too. Um, it's it's just uh, I'm not I'm not super pumped about it. I just, it just doesn't get me like super, super excited. And when I know that they're devoting time, energy and money towards a project and I'm like, oh, but that could be something else that's even better, like runaways or, you know, you can't always get what you want. Um, Ghost Rider, <laughs> I think, would make a great TV show, too. Yeah, maybe that, that could work if it was. Something I, I I could see it being done in the way of supernatural or uh, only a lot darker. Yeah, lot, I mean, if, whole, if they, I think darker. I think the last. Uh, did you read the the last Ghost Rider series? Um. Yes, I read the all new Ghost Rider. Yeah, Rider. With the Trad Moore and and uh, I read I read it while Trad Moore was on the series. I think I dropped off when it had about an issue or three left. It actually got really good at the end. And I'm gonna. I I have the issues. I just have not read them. You yet. should read it. It's good. I will. It's good. I absolutely will. So if they follow that, and then obviously, yeah, Ms. Marvel would be great. Speaking of Ms. Marvel, uh, it also came out on Monday that uh, they are um, launching the new uh, Avengers cartoon. There, it's retitled Ultron Revolution, and uh, we're gonna get Black Panther, uh, Captain Marvel, and Ms. Marvel is gonna be in it along with Ant Man. No wait, is this feature length? What is this? No, this is the ongoing. It's just a TV it's, show. It's, it's the 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 Avengers series, the the Mighty Avengers that's uh, been going on for on uh, Disney XD for a while. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. So, and uh, she's gonna be a staple. Uh, she's gonna show up in a couple episodes. That's very exciting. Yeah. So very exciting. That's the, although although the only thing I will say about Miss Marvel is as I'm reading that that book, I keep I keep saying to myself. Just stay out of the Marvel Universe. Just stay out of – keep doing your thing. Just stay out of the no, Marvel they Universe. Gotta, they got to bring, her, in, they gotta bring I, her into the Marvel Universe and she's I fitting know, so well. Just, Every time so she shows good. up like, – like the Wolverine issue alone oh, was yeah. so good. No, I, I totally agree. I just And, and bringing in Lockjaw. Little, oh. This little Jersey City thing that they have going on where she's just this girl from Jersey City. And that's all it is, and I love it. I love, love, love that it could be. <laughs> it, it doesn't have to be the Inhumans. Like it could be anything, and it's accessible and ready to go. And I, yeah, I do enjoy it. You're, you're, but you're, you're, you're gonna hate it then because she's gonna become the biggest character out of. Oh, I know. You know. Oh, I know. And I'm ready for it. And I think that stuff's gonna be fun. But I think that being on the ground floor for this must it be must it must be like what being there for the for spider-man at the at the very beginning was like yeah you know what i mean like that's what this feel this feels exciting and it feels like i don't know i just i just love it and i don't want anything to touch to mess with it at all <laughs> sorely disappointed I my know, friend. I know. that's what happened it's like oh, i like their older stuff better bro it's fun <sighs> It's Great. such a it's music gonna... thing, dude. Their first record was so much better. Dude, their first record was so much better. Um, no, no, and I'm not that guy. I'm really not. I mm-hmm. love, I love that she's getting the attention that she's getting. I love that that we're gonna get more Miss Marvel because of that. And the character's great. So her being thrown into those huge situations is gonna be so much fun as long as they keep her grounded in her family life and her, you know, 
every day. I mean, she's a high school student, you know? Yeah. Well, moving was, on. Moving on. Sorry. Okay. I love you. Okay. Okay. Go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> We're already at 40 minutes. <laughs> uh, so we've got uh, a little bit of uh, other TV news. And let's try to keep this brief because I know you're going to want to talk about it. Wicked and Divine is going to television. Everybody's favorite hipster uh, comic book is um, getting picked up by Universal Television. This is part of the uh, Kelly Sue and Matt Fraction production deal that uh, their studio just did uh, with Universal a couple months ago. Um, everybody was saying that we were going to get, uh, you know, something like, you know, Bitch Planet or something like that first. But, you know, nope, looks like it's going to be uh, Wicked and Divine. I don't love this book. I don't like it either very I, much. I, I think it's, it's good. It's, it's, it's good. Really good. It's, it's beautiful. But Not like I got so far, like the only thing that makes me excited about this coming to TV show is that they're, they're going to have to dumb it down for us idiots. I know. I know. I said the same thing. It's going to be great for TV. I'm, I'm always excited when they're make, when they're adapting comics for other media. That's always fun for me. I'm excited about it. I want it to happen. But this property in particular, I always sit down with the new issue and I go, Ah, so you're Wicked still reading it? I dropped it as of three issues ago, okay. and it was one of these things where I was I kept saying to myself, the second I get to a bad issue, I'm going to drop this book. And then I would read the issue, and I'd go, oh, shit, it was really good. It was really good shit. And then one month I was just like, you know what? I, I just I don't want to do it. I think it was around issue four. I just went, I don't know what the fuck's going on here. Oh, um, I made it much further than you. But now the, the interesting thing is that um, – you know, I think that it's one of those things where uh, I I feel like they almost made this to be some kind of a, a, another medium because it's so music heavy. I mean, isn't that just kind of how they write? I mean, like the, these these creators. Who is it? I, I feel like yeah. sometimes they do. I feel I, I mean, we all know that that, you know, everything that Mark Millar does is just, you know, a, a pitch for a TV show uh, or a movie. But mm-hmm. I, I feel like. I, I feel like with Wicked Divine, it was it was written from the heart, not to 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 be made into a, you know. But it just, I think it's going to make more sense as a TV show. I think so too. All right, that's it. That's, We're done with that. Sure. <laughs> Let's get to some movie stuff. Um, okay, something I'm really excited about. Um, Obi Wan Kenobi. Looks like we're going to get a trilogy based on uh, Ewan McGregor's version of Obi Wan. Which to me is fucking exciting. So and fucking exciting. So now they're trying to cast Ewan McGregor for that now. Well, so too? there's 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 rumors that uh, that Disney's been in serious negotiations with Ewan McGregor for an unknown project. Uh, now there's already talks about him appearing in uh, you know the new Star Wars movie uh, as just the ghost of Obi Wan, which makes sense, of course, but. There's, you know, he's he's come out and said, I would love to reprise Obi-Wan. And, you know, it, they're doing all these these other movies outside of the the the, the sequels and prequels and everything else. Right. You know, the the because you're getting a, a Star Wars movie every year for the next 10 years, basically. Um, and uh, the fact that this is going to be a, you know, a series, a, a, a trilogy outside of all of that stuff. But still, you think it needs to be a whole trilogy. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, well, I, I guess I don't know what I don't know where what, when it's supposed to take place or anything. We don't know anything about well, this. I mean, be, obviously, be, it's going to take place. I, I think it'll it'll be you know following the career of of Obi Wan. From I mean, look, the first movie is him becoming a Jedi. The second movie is 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 him, you know, what he did after uh, uh, Revenge of the, the Sith. And so then, then, at what point do you need Hugh, Hugh McGregor? Well, the it, it it would be the the point after. I mean, look the the, the nice thing is they could do uh, a post, um, you know, a pre Yavin movie, so pre pre Episode Four mm-hmm. um, of you know him getting to Tatooine and what he does yeah. on Tatooine before Luke shows up, and then just sitting around on Tatooine. No, you're, 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 no, you're a Jedi no, on Tatooine. No, I, Come on, I, I um I this this I'm I'm excited for more Star Wars. It's, it's Mace I'm, I'm a, Wind, it's Mace Windu and and Obi Wan Kenobi just like killing people. I'll take this, it. Yeah, no, and I and I get that like when when they're going through their characters and they're trying to figure out okay, well, who deserves their own movie? And I get that Obi Wan Kenobi is one of those names. I un- I understand that entirely. This will probably end up being great because I I, I think I really trust in what their Disney is doing. I really do. I th- I don't think that anything. I mean I'm I'm really optimistic about all of this stuff. It is a lot of stuff that they have in, in God, the works. Yeah. Um, but the fact that we're getting it now is so exciting. I'm I know it really I'm is through the roof about all this, and it all looks good. Like dude. I'm I'm almost more excited about Rogue Squadron now than I am about uh, about Force Unleashed, um, or Force Awakened. Um, I mean, the fact that it's like, oh, okay, we're gonna tell you how we got the 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 Rebel plans. Fuck yeah! Yeah, <laughs> I know? used to read the Rogue Squadron book. That was one of the first comic books I've ever read. Oh wow! Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty excited about this. No, this uh, is good news. This is very good news. We got some uh, Ant Man news. Um, it looks like, uh, uh, there's going to be some Easter eggs in the Ant-Man series, the Ant-Man movie, um, about, uh, Spider-Man. So they knew enough in time that we're not going to see Spider-Man in the movie. There's not going to be any like, oh, and then Spider-Man shows up in, in, you know, the after credit scene or anything like that. Supposedly the after credit scene for Ant-Man sets up, uh, Civil War in a really cool way. That makes sense. Um, I, but they're, they're talking about the fact that Oscorp is actually going to be mentioned and play a part in Ant-Man now. Neat. Um, how do you feel about all this uh, Spider-Man getting kind of shoehorned in last minute, uh, all this stuff? I fucking love it. Bring okay, it good. On. <laughs> I think it's going to be fine. Um, I know that, that for some people it was a little worrisome where they were just like, wait, I mean, like I half expected to see a thwip at the end of, of, of Age of Ultron, you know, but yeah. uh, <laughs> I, I, mean, I think I think the fact that we're going to see, um, you know, Spider-Man in rightfully because to me, like he just makes sense of being an Avenger now, you know, um, that the fact that we're at that point, like when Bendis relaunched the Avengers with, you know, Wolverine and, and, and Spider-Man and, you know, that whole series of Avengers, it was like, this makes such perfect sense. Why didn't they do this 10 years ago? <laughs> The, the only thing that worries me about all of the Spider-Man stuff is that Sony still has a hand in it. I mean, that is literally the, the only thing. thing the, the, the great thing about it is they're going, you know what? We keep fucking up this franchise. You guys are making gajillions of dollars off of everything you do. We concede. Go ahead and bring it in. You know, they're they're bringing in Feige and saying, hey, you know what? You know what you're doing. Go for it. 
Right, but I but I believe that as far as the their movies go, like the actual standalone Spider-Man movies go, I think that that is all Sony. I don't. No, I mean, no, like, they're it's it's pretty much Marvel. Really, it's, it, Marvel like they swear that's what that's what the whole thing has been is the fact so. that they basically um, they've come in and said, okay, look. And, and you can go back and, and listen to the podcast that George and I talked about because we got really into it. Okay, um, I will. They, I they've will. said they they've said that uh, you know I was I was like this is never going to happen. It's never going to happen. And Sony basically went, look, we've got this property. You know, Amazing Spider-Man two just fucking shit the bed. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they fucked that up so badly. And it didn't do the numbers that they thought it was. And they're like, what the fuck are we going to do? How are we going to have this franchise and just blow it when everything that Marvel touches is is just billions of dollars and we're losing money with Spider-Man? How the yeah. fuck do we get out of this? And they went, you know what? Finally, tail between our legs. You guys know what you're doing. If we can piggyback on the success that you guys have had, show us how to do it. And so they brought in Feige. They've, I forgot who the director is. Um, that's that's kind of what I've been saying all along is like you would think that they would just want help like they're just like you know if we can all benefit from this you know let's just do it you yeah, know yeah so it's gonna be awesome um, I'm super excited about the Ant-Man movie um, I'm not crazy about the trailer the the, the, the jokey trailer that they just they, they just launched I don't know if you saw I, it but... I don't think I don't think any of the trailers have looked great but I think that the movie's gonna be fun I like I like Paul Rudd and yeah. uh I don't know. I think I think it's going to be fine. Yeah, you know, if you've listened to this podcast enough, you know how much I love Peyton Reed, um, and so you know I, I'm backing this movie 110. Um, percent But I think it's just going to be out of all of the Marvel movies, it's going to be a little more jokey than uh, than what we're used to. For sure. Um, more so. I than, think. Than and I think Guardians. that's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's it's going to be good. It's just the one thing in the trailer that just drove me crazy was he's like, oh, I didn't come up with the the, the name Ant Man, which you know. Yeah, that was a little bit of that. To me, that was that was just like, oof, that hurt. That that hurt a little bit. <laughs> um, Embrace it. Final comic book movie news. This is something I'm really excited about. Lumberjanes is being made into a live action movie. Um, That's fun. I, have you been reading Lumberjanes? I read the first issue um, just this past week, and I thought it was it was tons of fun. I'm definitely going to keep going a fun with it. Book. It's it's. You know, a fun series, kind of Buffy the Vampire Slayer ish. You know, like like, but just just really fun. So like like, and and somewhat, it seems important at the same time. Like I know yeah. it, it's it's fun and it's jokey and everything, but there's something about it that seems like, oh, this is kind of like this kind of important heavy stuff going on here. Even if it's not presented that way, like there's some really good stuff. I don't know. It's, and and it's a completely female driven book, you know, the creative team behind it. And, and it's, it's for the most part, a a lesbian, um, female driven team. So, you know, it's the, 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 it's such a, it's a pretty groundbreaking book if you ask me. So it's being adapted by Will uh, Wedger, who, I don't know if you've ever heard of the blacklist, but every year they do, um, you know, Hollywood kind of votes on the the best unproduced scripts. Um, <laughs> and uh, he won last year for a show called uh, a movie called Munchkin, which is actually a um, a murder mystery set around the Wizard of Oz. We'll that's, go awesome. into, that's that's a whole different story. Uh, awesome. but he wrote the script and it got greenlit right away. Um, so uh, Kara Goldberg over at Fox is is the uh, executive producer on this. and um, 
it's it's gonna it's gonna go it's gonna go big and it's awesome it's a cool score for boom because they're really pushing for a lot of their tv you know a lot of the movies and tv stuff um you know they're putting out great stuff right now boom Boom like really really great stuff i love i mean and the thing is like i want boom to succeed just because the people that are behind boom now um are fantastic that like their pr people are just amazing i love working with them and that just makes me want to make it succeed even more. Ross Ritchie is a really super cool guy. Um, since we're talking about comic books, let's why don't get we get into some, some comic book reviews? Yeah, let's let's totally do that. All right. Let's talk about the book that I have been waiting a year and a half for. This book is completely important to me. And, and if you have not read it, you're foolish. Stop listening to this right now and go pick up Airboy Number One by James Robinson and Greg Henkel. It'll change your fucking life. Now, before we, we, we review this, I want to give you a little bit of sto- backstory. Airboy is a golden age character from obviously the World War II era. It's about this kid who flies a plane. Uh, when I started reading comic books in the 80s, they did a revamp of it by Tim, Tim Truman, who. Um, Back then, Tim Truman was like the man. He he did this book called Scout, and you know he he um, Eclipse Comics, which was like the Image Comics of the eighties. Uh, they did uh, this new version of Airboy that was fantastic. Um, for me personally, I went back and reread it not too long ago. It still holds up to me, um, but it's it's a it's a really good book. So and it was basically what Eclipse Comics was built on. Um, the success of Airboy. Uh, obviously, it's you know a public domain character, and I've been waiting for somebody to bring back Airboy. And um, so a couple years, I think it was almost two years ago, at the first, um, I mean it was the second Image Expo, James Robinson gets up there and talks about how he's bringing back Airboy. And basically, I was like, James Robinson doing Airboy, that's gonna be fantastic. And then I hear James Robinson's doing Airboy, but it's not really about Airboy. It's about James <laughs> Robinson. And I was like, holy shit, this is going to be the best book ever. And then it just kind of went away and nothing happened. Um, uh, I, I reached out to Greg Hinkle. Uh, it, we did a creative spaces with him and said, dude, what's going on with this? And he says, you know, it's finally coming out. And it hit the, stu- the shelves this week. And fuck me, it's the best book I've read in a really, really long time. Okay, did you know what you were getting into with this book at all? Yes. Because okay, I had all, all no the talk, fucking the, idea the, what the this talk book was about. It, the talk about it was that it was going to be James Robinson's kind of like a true-to-life meta-ish. It's about him writing the comic book Airboy because he can't, he's just, you know, if you know James Robinson, uh, he's a miserable fuck. Okay. Um, but he's an incredible, I, incredible writer. Um, I, I did a photo shoot with him a long time ago and, you know, I got these subsequent emails from him that were just kind of insane. Um, and, but he has this, uh, uh, history of being an alcoholic and being really into drugs. And, and so the fact that it was supposed to be this autobiography about him more than it is about Airboy, I was on board. Um, right. I had no idea when I picked this book up. Like I honestly, I I had no idea, and I have one of the variant covers where it's literally them sitting on the couch amongst all this, all mm-hmm. the drugs and alcohol and stuff. And I still didn't know <laughs> still didn't what get I was <laughs> getting into. And you flip to this first page, and it's James Robinson on. He's taking the shit. He's taking a shit. 
Um, and, and he's saying, no, Eric, no way. I fucking hate Airboy. Yeah. That's it's like literally it's a splash page of that. Yes. And, and I love the fact that the first. So just to give you a brief rundown, what this is about is it's about James Robinson uh, not wanting to do like like basically admitting to Eric Stevenson, which this is all in the comic book. Eric By the Stevenson way, his, the, his office is beautiful. <laughs> I'm sure it's just like beautiful. That. Look at that view. Image Comics, huh? Making money. Uh, well, of course. <laughs> but um, to 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 in, to an extent though. So uh, it's it's basically so meta. It's a comic book about a comic book. <laughs> it's about yeah, a comic man. book about a comic book creator making a comic book, and basically it's it's James Robinson saying nobody likes me anymore. Uh, all people want me to do is do, you know, Golden Age reboots because that's what I'm famous for. Starman and uh, Golden Age from DC, both amazing things from the 90s that you should have read. Um, and, you know, it's it's basically the story of, of him trying to come up with the idea of what Airboy is going to be about. So um, his wife, who is now his ex-woman, she says, well, why don't you just start working with the artist? And so he flies uh, Greg Hinkle up who, you know, is, is this, this indie artist that, you know, no, you know, hasn't really done much. It, so this is his big, his first kind of big breakout. He's, he's done a few small books. Um, and by the way, Greg Kinkle going to be a huge name in the next couple of years. Well, he's got a huge cock according to his comic. <laughs> we'll get too. to that part in a second. <laughs> so basically Robinson flies him up here, doesn't really care and just wants to talk like, like somebody to party with. And they, it, it turns into this like two night drug and alcohol, uh, binge induced, cocaine frenzy and all of this is going on in the comic book to the point where they pick up a hooker and uh you see um them double teaming this hooker and and you know you, you see greg hankel's like and now hankel's married schlong. exactly what do you think his wife thinks about this guy? I'm, I'm wondering how much of this is embellished you know um, <laughs> I, I don't know if all of this went on but the fact that no, they, the fact that they I... did this and the fact that you know you know, James Robinson has to like, you know, basically he's laying all this out on the line, you right. know, that like saying like, yeah, I do drugs, you know? Yeah. And then, but the, the greatest part is the last issue Airboy shows up. Right. Yeah. There, that, that's, that's our, our cliffhanger. Um, um, and he says this behavior will not stand. And, and that's um, the whole thing is like, you know, Airboy is this, this, this just, you know, righteousness, pure character. And so it's, uh, well, what they did, though, they also they right before he shows up, they realize that they've been mixing an insane amount of dangerous drugs. Yes. Like they didn't realize that 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 heroin the, they thought that the bag of Coke was heroin was Coke and it was heroin. Yeah. Uh, things like that. Um, but uh, yeah, this is this is uh, this is insane. Um, it reminds me of well, also one one quick point. It's definitely going to be better for you if you are invested in comics and not only just comics but comics creators yeah because they they definitely go go there they talk they talk about specific people mm -hmm. and um it's definitely more fulfilling i think that way if you're if you're a fan of of you know the creators themselves um but this reminds me of a book that i'm reading right now that i'm absolutely obsessed with called the auteur I don't know if you're reading that no, book. No, no. Um, but it's it, it. Pick that book up if you like this. Um, you are going to freak the fuck out over that. Okay, so who does who does a tour? It's Rick Spears and James Callahan. And it's from Oni Press. And it's it's about is it like about Rick Spears' experience in the comic business? I, I sure hope not. Um, no, it's uh, it's about this guy who makes he spends like all of the money in the world to make the greatest 
movie trilogy of all time mm. and he markets it. He said, like, this is going to be the greatest movie trilogy of all time. And the first movie comes out and it's the worst movie ever made. And mm. he's already made the next two. Like they're coming out. It's happening. Oh, no. um, and it's just him trying to hold on to his career while doing every drug that he can get his hands on. And he's also trying to win over the heart of the, of this woman. And it, and he's just the absolute hands down the worst character ever created. He's just a terrible, terrible person. Okay. I'm going to have to read don't, this. Don't, don't tell me don't, anymore. Don't, don't, don't tell me anymore. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to go read this right now. It's so, oh, it's so it's, much it's better an, than that even. Okay. So yeah, definitely so it's an Oni press it. book. Uh, I, Rick Spears is awesome. So uh, the thing that, re- that, that this also reminded me of, I mean, it's, it's, the fact that it's like so meta, you know, comic book about a comic book writer, uh, an author, or whatever, um, is uh, did you read Fortune and Glory by Brian uh, Bendis? No, I did not. Oh, it's great! It's all about you know um, his experience of becoming like going from being just this guy who makes indie comics to you know Hollywood trying to make turn his comics into movies. That's and awesome. If you, it's another like you know if you want to it's a nicer look into the world of comic books and, and, and all that stuff. My wife read it and she doesn't read many, very many comics and just loved it because it, it gives you like that whole, I got to check that out. Look into it. It's, it's fantastic. That sounds I, wonderful. Um, so fortune, uh, fortune and glory. I'll get on that. You get on a tour. I, I will. I will. Okay. Um, so yeah, I cannot tell you, just just go read Airboy. It'll change your fucking mind. It'll it'll blow your your mind. You, you'll just seriously. It's 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 the the book that I've been waiting for for a really long time. Yeah, I'm definitely intrigued to see what what issue two is going to be like. I'm going to keep going with it. Oh sure. god, yeah, it's going to be yeah. great. It's going to be fantastic. And and I hope, but I do hope that uh, this spurs you know bringing on yet a new reboot of of um, Airboy. I, I would love that. Well, personally. it'll be interesting to see what it what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. Okay, so uh, <laughs> we're we're in the middle of this big Marvel event, uh, Secret Wars. Never uh, heard of it. Yeah, <laughs> I, this this book is blowing my mind. Um, I mean, it's just it's it's Game of Thrones. It's it it it's gonna just fucking be insane. Like I, how this I'm, thing ends. I, I have no idea where it's going, but goddamn, this issue was good. Well, when you say you have no idea where it's going, it's almost impossible to because every issue that we've had three issues so far, and I guess the zero issue from from was there a zero issue of pre comic yeah, yeah, there was, but it doesn't. Um, yeah, and every every bit of content we've had from it has been so so different than the one before it. Um, I mean, these three issues, like they're like they're almost not the same book at all. See, um, I, I gotta I gotta disagree with you on that. I mean, this is just, it's expanding on, on what's happening. And, and I think this was the issue. This is the, oh shit issue where last issue you, you ended on the, okay, something's happening. This is the fact that we're finding out what has happened, how, how doom has, we haven't exactly found out how doom brought this universe together. Or this, well, yeah. This they they tease at it a little bit and they say that it was him and Dr. Strange and, one of them, either of them, could have ended up being the god. That, well, you know, we actually there's there's three of them. Molecular Man was was a key proponent. And again, we're going to get really far into this if you're not reading War or listening to War Report. Um, 
You should because yeah, that's, that's because where that's where yeah, Jamie Jamie and I are going to have a huge discussion about this. Yeah, we're uh, not going to do that here. So, but this this issue is a turning point for this series because you're you're finding out what's going and what's going on, and they're bringing they you know the the characters that that we saw leave in issue one from uh, as the, the the incursion was happening. Show yeah, I think in this that's issue. why this I think that's why this issue feels so different than the others is because now we're getting like. Until this point, it has been straight up Game of Thrones, and now it's like, oh, but Miles Morales is there. It's not. It's not that crazy. Miles Morales is there. It's you know, and, and all of a sudden, it feels like Marvel Comics again. I love and, that Miles Ma- Morales because you saw him sneak onto one of the life rafts, you know, or you saw him sneak onto the life raft, uh, and it ends up that he was on the, the villain, the, the Cabal's life raft the entire time. Yeah. Um, I'm absolutely loving, loving, loving this book. Um, like I'm, I'm such a, and I. Can't even believe it, but I'm such a Secret Wars fan. It turns out, yeah. I, I mean, never this, read the I never read the first series, the the original series. But it, as far as this goes, it I'm has just, nothing to do with the original series. Honestly, I, I figure that. Um, I figure that. There, there's a few things. I mean, it, it obviously with the Beyonders and stuff like that, that they're going to become a bigger player in this. Again, go listen to War Report. The, the first yeah, two definitely episodes. go listen to War Report. The only other point I want to make is, and this is something we touched on earlier, is for a company that's trying to or says that they're getting rid of the Fantastic Four. They are all the heavy hitters in this series. Fuck I mean, yeah. All, yeah. They, I mean, everything yeah. is revolving around the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Everybody it's like, needs like, to chill out. Doctor Doom is such a, I mean, the fact that we saw Doctor Doom's face, oh, so good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then that was the other thing. I know that there was, we, I, I think you and I both thought that Doom was going to be Reed Richards. And there was a line where um, she says, I, I miss uh, I miss you, Victor. And the first time I read that, I thought she said, "I miss Victor." And I was like, "Oh, this is it. This is it." They're going oh, no, to. I, I never, I never thought it was going to be. No, I, I always knew it, no? was, it was Victor. I thought, I thought I had heard you say that on. Your no, no, no. I, 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 maybe Jamie did, but no, I, I've, I've always because I, I mean, it's just the way podcasts. the way the way that they set it up. The fact that uh, 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 Johnny Storm uh is is the sun it really is the sun <laughs> so good so good um <laughs> and the fact that that susan storm like like something fucked up happened and they banished uh johnny storm to be the the son of this of doom world and it orbits around doom world exactly it's so good uh, this book yeah. i mean it's really good stuff. it's dense because if you're if you're reading all the other tie-ins and all that stuff I mean, we could get into all that shit too, but um, the, the tie-ins don't really—they don't. Some I don't of know. Them, some of them don't matter. Did you read Old Man Logan last week? I did. Fucking I like, amazing! I liked that. I liked oh that a lot. Oh my god! The, I mean, the artwork a lot. Like you, to, to, to be able to, Sorrentino, right? Yes, yes. Um, he is. I liked his work on Green Arrow. Oh my um, god! It, 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 and, and his stuff on um, I Vampire. I Vampire. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. The, the fact that 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 series. Uh, the Millar series was so fucking amazing and you're able to, to top it off with Bendis. Cause that's a, that's a huge, like a huge undertaking. And yeah. the fact that they, they nailed it and knocked it out of the park. And it's the, 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 the tie in to what's going on in this series is so subtle yet huge in old man Logan. Um, now what was it again? I read, I read it a week ago and there have been a I mean, ton just of the, comments. The, the, the Ultron, you know, right, falling right, out right, of the sky. Right. They men- yeah. they make mention of the shield, you know. Right. Um and that's and- been the one thing that I that I've noticed throughout is that, that everybody and like if they don't mention anything else from Battleworld, they, they mention the shield and stuff like that. 
Um, I mean, I think there's, there's a few books where it's just like, it seems like I, I swear to God, like infinity gauntlet had nothing to do with anything. uh, Wars, And it was like, I feel like it was just a book that they slapped the, the, the the secret wars logo on. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of that. I loved the Garth Ennis book. Yeah. I bet. I mean, it had nothing to do with secret wars. Um, I, I, uh, if, if you want to, Moving on to group one, I thought was a Secret Wars tie-in. <laughs> is that? No, no, no. It's, it's not. Book. No, no, it's not. So, are we getting more? Is that going to be an ongoing series? Yeah, for a minute? yeah, yeah. It's okay, it's, it's, it's an just, ongoing it's, series. I, I I I don't know how. I think it's it could be one of those things where you know maybe it's just four issues and they re- who knows what's going to happen. Okay, because it feels like the next issue of Rocket Raccoon. I even looked. Uh, yeah. To see who the creative team was after I read it. Cause I was just like, well, wait a second. Is that, is that, yeah, it just felt like the next issue of rocket raccoon. I, I see. I'm, I'm way behind on, on racket raccoon, but um, I loved Groot, man. I thought it was so good. It's, it was it's so fun. well done. And, really and, fun. and it's so sad at the end. <laughs> I can, you know? I can, I, I think I just, I love hit uh, Groot and rockets relationship and I can watch them do whatever the hell they want to do in space or wherever forever yeah like it's just it's just gonna be fun like it's, i it's, i it'll never get old watching them escape from prison it, you know all of that stuff it's just it's just so much fun um and the creative team on it uh which is uh jeff love loveness and uh brian kissinger uh this is brian kissinger is just fucking beast on this book yeah the layouts on this are incredible so fitting. and the way he draws Groot and just brings in such personality it's it's right? not like a Groot that we've seen before um and it's really it's, it's really adorable it's it's fucking great book but, um but when when he wants to he definitely can beast up you know like oh he, yeah. He, yeah um i think my favorite line in the in the issue is when Groot is explaining that he wants to go to earth um, and because Ro- he's never been there, and Rocket says, "Of course you've been there," and he goes, "No, but I've never been there." <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Fantastic. Um, and then my uh, my favorite is so the whole premise of the book is they're trying to get to Earth, and obviously, you know, Rocket's like this schlub who's never got money, and he's he's kind of a scoundrel. He's he's, he's basically the Han Solo of of uh, of the Marvel universe, and. Um, they're just hitching rides and, and it's just these random encounters with scrolls and, and uh, you know, uh, uh, space sharks and stuff like that. And then um, <laughs> Krypton for a minute. Exactly. That was was they, they just go to Krypton <laughs> <laughs> and, they and they steal, <laughs> they steal the, baby Kel's ship. <laughs> and I love that. It's the, it's, it's the, the pretty much the one from the movie. <laughs> the they barely movie. fit in it. It's fantastic. It's, it's so good. You guys, Pick up this book. Um, the only other thing that I that I really, really, I like, I just I, very memorable to me about it was that they were fighting over who had the biggest bounty on their heads. Yes, and it as if like it was, a, it was it, it's like something to be proud of. And Rocket's all pissed off that Groot has a higher bounty on his head. Which I love that. It's like that's, okay, that's so how does that. how does Groot get a bigger bounty than Rocket? Rocket's a fucker. So, um, yeah, just amazing book. Go pick it up. Um, all right. So another big thing happened this week in comics. Uh, we got uh, somehow um, Convergence ended and I could care less. I don't even know what happened. I don't think anything very exciting happened. 
But, I know people who read it who couldn't tell me what happened. Yeah. So yeah. that's a good I, sign. I don't, I don't know what the fuck's going on in DC. Comics, guys. Um, but I, I was kind of excited about a lot of this. When, when they announced these new books, this, this what they are now calling the DCUYOU, um, you know, it's like, it's basically DC going, hey, this is working over at Marvel. This worked for Batgirl. Let's reboot a, b- a bunch of our books. And it, which is similar to what Marvel is doing after what Secret if, what Wars. What if we tried to put out comics that were fun? Guys? Exactly. What if we what went we... back to what if we went back to the way comics were before we did the New Fifty Two? I was excited. This is the keyword is was. I'm excited about one of them. I'm excited about the new Garth Ennis one because it takes place in like Hitman. Yeah, um, which. And that and that's one of my favorite series ever. I love that book. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited, excited about for that. that. One. Um, uh, supposedly the the action comics book. I'm I'm not reading Superman, so I don't know. But supposedly it's really good. Um, but I was like, I, when when we sat down to make the list of, of what books we we're going to review, I was like, we got to talk about these new these new books. And and I was like, I'm going to read all of them. Yeah. Uh, so I read two. <laughs> I oh see, I actually I think I I I read I I read a couple DC books this week. I I read the the normal ones like Justice League and Action. I hear Justice um, League's actually decent. I didn't get much out of Justice League this week. I mean, it's it's getting okay. I don't know. Um, I, I action and Superman. I've ago. I've actually been enjoying every, every, everything that Greg Pak's been doing and Aaron Cooter. I think is great. Yeah. Um, and and but as I mean, as far as these new ones go, like you sent me, I I didn't buy any of them that morning. Wednesday morning, I did not buy any of them. And you sent me. You said, I'm going to be talking about these books. So I went back and I bought them. And I'm sorry. um, I'm no, sorry it's fine. You Just that. you you owe me. It's it's cool. I get a discount there, but you owe Good. me some money. Uh, we'll talk about that off the air. <laughs> no, it's it's dude. It is. Uh, I really and I love. Okay, let's let's talk about the first. I love Midnighter. I love that character. I'm a huge fan of Warren Ellis and Mark Miller's run uh, on the on Authority and all that yeah. stuff. Um, this is. I don't know what this is, and I didn't get much from it. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I don't even okay. know how to talk about this book. I think Midnighter is a great character. I was glad that they great brought him character. into um, Grayson, even though yeah, I'm way and, behind and on they, Grayson. They I, definitely I, keep trying, too. They definitely exactly. recognize he's, that he's a good character. He's a great character. And obviously, the fact that uh, that he's a gay Batman um, yeah. is, is a great way to bring in this character, you know, yeah. um, especially with, with everybody trying to push things forward this book really does this this this. is dc going look we can be controversial too because it's basically midnight or hooking up with with this dude i mean but i don't know why that's controversial like like what's what's what is controversial about that like i mean like uh, it's well okay in the dc universe i know it's a lot more controversial than than what marvel's done what get over it get over it i I get it i'm we all live in this world hey it's great you know (laughs) but it's the fact that like to uh, a normal comic book reader, it's not. It's, it's still not. I think. I think it's. It's still a taboo topic. I um, definitely. I, I. I understand while just refusing to understand that. Oh, of course. Of you know course. what I mean. Um, I felt like the problem being is uh, DC is going. Oh, we've got a gay character. Let's push the gay character, and they brought it. They made it more of an issue in this book than letting the character just be its character. It, well, that was one, the one thing that I will say is this is not any Midnighter I've ever read before. Exactly. 
Um, this didn't feel like even even somewhat reminiscent of any Midnighter I've ever read before. Um, but, and that, that that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like if you're launching a new series and you wanna you wanna tell tell your take on on this character, that's always that's fine. This is just this particular one. I don't think is for me. I just you know, <laughs> and only because it was a bad book. It was poorly written. Sorry. Well, I, from what I understand, Steve Orlando got this like handed to him after somebody else didn't like, like fell off the right. series from what I understand. Sure. I could see um, that. So it was, it was a quick first issue. Um, uh, well, and when I say that too, um, and, and cause I, I'm, uh, this is something important for the listeners cause this is the first time they've ever heard me talk about comics. I am extremely positive about my comics. I love all comics unconditionally. Um, I've gotten a little less patient when I'm reading a comic and I've got, and I'm, I'm in, trying to be invested in a comic and I literally have no idea what's going on. There are only at this point, five creators who get away with that for me, where I'm going to still pick up the next, like, I'm still going to pick up the next issue of injection, even though I have no idea what that first issue was about oh, I know, right? because oh, of Warren God. Ellis, you know what I'm saying? That's okay. That's okay. Because I trust Warren Ellis. Um, I, this, this issue, I picked this up. And I got five pages in. I had no idea what the hell was going on. And then I'm like, okay, well, here's another scene. I have no idea what's going on. Here's another scene. I have no idea what's going on. And then there's Nick Lachey. There's <laughs> there's Nick Lachey and some Twix. And uh, I don't know if you saw that, but they I did in the print in the print copies. Um, oh oh oh! Are you talking the about comics, the, the? Yeah, see, I don't. There I, were I, half page ads. I read digital, so you don't get that shit. Yeah yeah, it's like oh, it was the, really weird. This this DC half page ad shit is the stupidest thing. It's like. Basically, Nick fault. What? <laughs> I hope it's not Nick Lachey's fault. No, no, it's 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 <laughs> basically like how can we how, how it's somebody in an ad department going, we need to sell more ads. I, I don't know, but I mean that's why for me it's just another reason why I read digital because I don't get the ads. Um, I thought the artwork was fantastic. I'll give it yeah, that. Yeah, um, yeah, um, I I don't know who ACO is, um, but I I want to know more because the, the actually, layouts in this are great. Um, what else they've worked on what i've heard aco before i don't know what else they've worked on yeah um i, I know that i've seen that before but the thing is like my my midnighter experience you know like like i i've read some not all everything that he's been in and stuff but i've always liked the character so a lot of like like i don't remember who gardner is no and so i don't know what exactly is going on with this so i i hate when I'm, i i get to a book and it's some big spoiler at the end and i'm like i don't know what's going on here yeah there was nothing accessible about this issue is the problem um uh, i just i mean pass on this book honestly wait yeah. till wait till you know maybe it, it gets along further and it, it makes sense in a trade this is a long is, episode let's uh well can we talk about <laughs> omega men real quick absolutely real quick is the key that definitely that's this is the book where <laughs> i i interviewed uh, uh tom king about this and i love tom king i love i love grayson it's a great book okay so i i liked what i read of grayson i did not keep going with it but i was I'm, like wow I'm that's actually really well it, written but it's it, it is a great book it's really well written it's really um, good and and Omega Men was a book that I read as a kid. It's it's a uh, you know from the originally around in the eighties. It predates uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. You know there is a talking tree in it, and uh, you okay, know there's look. there's there's a, a instead of a squirrel they have a, a tiger and stuff. And well, let me ask you this then: you you know about Omega Men going into this? 
Mm-hmm. And I, I did not. Did you? Were you? Were you able to ascertain anything that actually? I have no idea what's going on in this book, like at all, like even Nothing. a little tiny, Nothing. tiny, tiny bit. I have. I this book made this issue made no sense to me. Like I, I read it twice, which I don't normally do because I have way too too many comics to read to be reading something twice. But I read this one twice because the first time I'm reading the words and everything, and I'm like, okay, I just like I have no idea. And then the second time, I was like, maybe I just I'm not spending enough time with it. I'm not paying enough attention to this art and the movement. And, you know, some, there are some artists who are really, really good at, at storytelling where, you know what, we can take all the words off this page and I will still know what's going on. And dude, I have no idea what and, happened on a single and the way, page of the way, book. Uh, um, you know, basically the, the, the way that Tom King pitched it was it's basically uh, Al Qaeda in space. <laughs> you know okay. um that that the omega men are fighting al-qaeda in space and and i was like oh that's a great idea oh my god but <laughs> what i just read n- no incomprehensible um and and it's a bummer because i love tom king i think he's great like like it's so i don't know if this is one of those like it's just over edited or or oh. there's something going on here that i don't know or I just I don't know. Um, well, I can I can promise the listeners that you are rarely going to hear me being negative as long as Kevin Knight has me on his podcast. <laughs> and um, this is my first week, and I, I was just, wow. I'm, I'm like you. Every every issue starts out at ten. I love and you comics, just, and you just work work your way down. We have the best hobby in the world, exactly. and and you know what you know what the, also is great about our hobby is these issues sucked. Like they were they were not great. They weren't great. Um, but we get new ones next week. Exactly. Cool. It's going to exactly. be all right, guys. It's going to be all right. We don't have and, to dwell on this. But we the don't... thing is, the thing is, like, issue four of Omega Man could bring me back. You know? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm no, not going to give up on this book. I'm just going to no. wait till issue four comes out. You and then I'm going to go back. You always and... give it two, three issues. Yeah. Um, because the preview book that they put out of this was really fucking good. Yeah. They, they did a, a nine-page preview or whatever. And... The panel layout alone, it was like it was like eighteen panels to a page, and it was just the same thing going on. It, it was really cool. Yeah. So I, yeah. I had I had really high hopes for this book, and well, I, think I, it was I the biggest really hope that it turns around. I um, really, really do. Did you read Bizarro and Batmite and all that other stuff? I opened Bizarro and I I read the first page and I realized maybe I just I don't like Bizarro. Maybe I <laughs> maybe I'm not. Maybe I don't know. And then I I kind of did the same thing with Batmite where I bought it and I went to read it and I opened it up and I just went, I, I don't know if I, I don't know. I just yeah. don't, I don't have time for this. Yeah. I was, I was kind of the and, same way. And yeah. only because like I've, I'm always, I, I just, there are just too many books for me where I've, I, I kind of have to start getting a little more picky. I, I can't yeah. be reading everything. And, and I didn't read, many good I didn't read stuff. Batman beyond either, which yeah. I, I want to, I will. I just ran out There's of just time. too much good stuff out there. Um, to be devoting time to that type of stuff. Yeah. But I'm I'm excited about some of the other DC books. I mean, obviously, you know, Batgirl, Grayson, we've got all that stuff coming out. Mm-hmm. This this new Robin book seems pretty cool. Um, the cyber. I really books, I really hope that there's some good stuff sprinkled in our. Yeah, in, and, and I'm and, sure that there will be. And hopefully, you know, y'all reading the other. The, the, at least the, the Batman stuff is really good. Got, Absolutely, uh, Gotham by Midnight's fucking great book. Um, you know, the Batgirl book is fantastic. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm trying to be optimistic about all these new DC titles. I really am because I know people have, you know, 
they they think that 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 I personally am a DC hater, and the thing is, I grew up a DC kid. Yeah, I, I'm a DC I, guy too. I we have I'm, a podcast devoted to Teen Titans. You know? I didn't. I didn't get back into Marvel comics until probably about two or three years ago, and until until then, I was only reading DC Vertigo and indie stuff. And uh, I, you know, I never looked at that bottom rack at the comic shop, which was all the Marvel <laughs> stuff. I just I wasn't. You know, you went straight to DC, and so that's the thing for me. Like, I've 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 I grew up a DC kid. I I grew up on Kirby and Teen Titans, and you know. Uh, subsequent, you know, I, I kind of went both ways, whatever, but I mean, it was always like I had my loyalty to, to the Legion and the Teen Titans and, you know, to, to JLA and, you know, especially in that, that mid nineties era or, or late nineties era, early 2000 era when Jeff Johns was doing justice league is fucking amazing. And, and, yeah. you know, identity crisis was incredible, you know, like, like that era of DC to me, it was fantastic when Marvel was still trying to figure their shit out. Um, and, and I want to love DC like I did back then, well, you but know, they're just making it really way. hard. It, it, these things, they, they, they will bounce back and yeah. eventually we'll be talking about exactly this way about Marvel and about how nothing they're doing seems to be working. Uh, you know, eventually these, it just happens, you know, <sighs> it's, it, it's always, I mean, if you think about 10 years ago, like how many incredible books were coming out from Vertigo and you think about Vertigo today. And it's like these things just they fluctuate and the creators find places where they're comfortable. And I mean, like, you know, what? it kind of bums me out that I'm not a valiant guy because I love Matt Kent and Jeff Lemire. Yeah. I got to try to I got to try that stuff out. I, I, you know? I, I highly but, suggest picking up the, the Valiant miniseries. It's really good. Um, I picked it up. I have not read it yet. It's good. It's really worth it's worth reading. But, <sighs> All right. We could go on for this forever. Yeah. But you no, know what? I think the baby's waking up. I got to get to wrap it up. I'm out of coffee. And we're not a geek. <laughs> so, Michael, thank you for coming on the first ep- episode 52. This is a brand new start. Oh, so funny that it's episode 52. It's a brand oh, new start for Crisis. We're <laughs> back on schedule. This will be weekly as long as we possibly can. Oh, Michael's going to be, be in here for as long as we can get him. George is coming back at some point. He's going to be making guest appearances. Who the fuck knows? Jamie will come back eventually after we're done with War Report. Speaking of War Report... It'll be out this week. It's basically Jamie and I breaking down what's going on with with uh, everything that's going on in Secret Wars. So if you're confused, we're going to try to figure it out for you. I'm excited um, to listen to that one. It, there's other podcasts going on. We, we basically we have a network now. We have a bunch of podcasts. This is where I plug everything. Uh, <laughs> Talk on Titans, which if you have not been listening to, is so much fun. It's basically I grew up um, reading Teen Titans, but I haven't read it since I was like eight years old. So my friend Matt the Rat, he has never read the Teen Titans, uh, which is a, a essential read from the uh, Marv Wolfman and, and George Perez run. So I was like, Matt, we're going to read this. So we've started with issue one and we're kind of destroying my childhood. Oh no. But it's great. <laughs> it is so good. You got to go that back. Sounds like a blast. Go back and listen to it. Uh, also, we've just launched a new podcast. Uh, some buddies of mine did for another uh, website. It's now here with us called Robot Underpants. It's a bunch of just techie geek guys sitting around talking about their lives. It's it's kind of like I call it the Seinfeld pod- podcast. It's it's the podcast really kind of about geek nothingness. Um, and if that's not enough, we still have uh, Eat Geek Play podcast where you know Michael was on. Um, it's very sporadic at this point. It's basically if I want to talk to somebody and have a conversation with. 
But the big focus lately has been creative spaces where I sit down with different artists, writers, directors, whoever I can, uh, and we talk about the creative process from what inspires them to do what they do, how they stay inspired. Um, so far, we've had Matt Kent. Uh, that was a great one, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. I loved that episode. Um, Jason Latour has been on it. Chip Zdarsky was on the first episode. Uh, James Tynan. And um, I've got some really cool guests coming up. Um, next week is Frank, Frank Barberi. Uh, and then awesome. I, I can't. Well, OK. Max Bemis is going to be on an episode as well. So it's a really fun podcast. Um, right now it's biweekly. I'm trying to get it to a biweek uh, to a weekly status. Um, so there's just make sure you, you, you subscribe to this feed. Tell your friends about it, because look, this podcast, it actually cost me money. Uh, th- this website, it cost me money. And you may not have the money to, to, to give to us. If you do, go for it, go for it, go buy a t-shirt, you know, somehow find a way to support us. But if you can't spend money, if you don't want to spend money, at least take two seconds and leave a review on either iTunes or Stitcher about this podcast. Tell your friends, your family members, somebody that you think would enjoy this podcast. Spread the word because all you know, downloads do help because you know, eventually we're going to start selling advertising and all that stuff. So, more listeners, the better. So, um, go over to eatgeekplay.com, that's where you can find uh, about uh, food, comic books, and music you should be listening to, food you should be eating, and comic books you should be reading. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, and now Snapchat just at eatgeekplay. I think I'm done for plugs. Michael, do yours. Awesome. Um, I also do a podcast uh, called This Good Podcast. I do it with my band. We're called This Good Robot. And you would think it would be all about music and stuff, but we hardly ever talk about music. Mostly we talk about pop culture and nerd stuff and about our daily lives and our you know, intimate relationships and stuff like that. It's very fun. It is um, a fun podcast. We, we do play songs every once in a while. Um, we Acoustic covers and just some fun stuff, whatever we're working on. Um, we also just put out a new record called The Light is Taking Me to Pieces, which you can get on our website, thisgoodrobot.com. And you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff at thisgoodidiot. And and please, go pick up the record because, uh, honestly, now that you and I have become friends, I still listen to the record all the time. Oh, thanks, it's, man. It, it, it really, it's such a fucking a great record, and I, everybody should listen to it, especially thanks if a you're a geek. It's it's a great, great record. You oh, know. oh, oh, and I'm also working on a new comic book called um, The Cosmonauts Kid. Uh, if you want to read a little preview, um, it's uh, CosmoKidComics.com. I'm working with a really talented guy named Jesse Lombardi. You can see a bunch of his art, and you can follow him on Instagram at Jesse Lombardi. Really, really cool stuff. Sounds good, man. All right. Well, um, again, I'm out of coffee, and we're out of geek. Let's talk next week. I always second guess myself. Do you think that there was a moment where they were like, hey, send, where Greg was like, James, I need a picture of your cock? Uh, I don't know. Referencing? Dude, that, that scene where you just well, he see his cock right in his face. It's like, yeah. He probably and, remembers what he, it looks like. You know, I think, I think it was at some point, um, uh, Greg went, I'm just going to give myself a huge cock. I'm just going to give it like, I'm just going to make it like just the biggest is that cool? Okay, it's probably in the script. Do you think that was in the script where he described what the cocks look like? It had to be. Don't ed- edit any of this out. Uh, you're just, you're just, just, uh, you're stealing from the audience. <laughs>